calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, guys, and I'm Kat. And I'm JJ. Today, you guys, super excited to have um, some fan favorites back on the podcast. You guys want to introduce yeah. yourselves? I'm Nick. I'm Robert. Nick and Robert! Yeah, so we have Nick and Robert on tonight. A lot of you guys tuned into the live stream and saw them kind of take in all the craziness that happened that night. We had our friends from TikTok on, Ghosty Girls, Devin and his crew. It was a pretty wild night. And um, I got to say, Robert, I think your response and reaction to that night had to be one of the more fun things I've witnessed on the podcast. I think it's because like Kat, JJ and I are getting a little bit desensitized to like all the craziness and ghost stuff after, you know, doing this for over a year. Uh, of course, obviously we still love it and enjoy it, but to kind of experience it through your eyes and your voice, it was so much fun. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I was um, shaken to my core uh, with everything they were saying. I, Cause I, I, as, you know, as I've told before, I'm a super skeptic. I've experienced some things that I talked about with LC, and that's really about it. The, the things they were saying about seeing people right there in the room where they like, they ran to that room, I, I was I was so scared. And we were, I mean, we were in a place on vacation. Two years before that, somebody had died like right where we were sitting. So like, the rest of the night, I was just waiting for somebody to just grab me and like carry me to hell because like they really, all that stuff was really um, new to me. Honestly, yeah. When they like both got up and like ran out the door, I thought they were like going to get some ice cream or answer a phone call, but it was yeah. to make a demon go away. And you're talking about Kelsey, Mackie, and Amanda? Is that well, right? just Mackie and Amanda stood up and like left the room and Kelsey was like, oh, Amanda's going to get rid of a demon real quick. She was so nonchalant about it. She's like, excuse me, I have to go excise a demon. I was like, I'm sorry. We were on the beach all day. And so we were <laughs> a little beach buzz. And I was like, la, 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 just like having a beer. And then she said that. And I was like, no way. And, um, and that's Nick. Of course, you guys remember Nick's pretty cool, would make me shit my pants story about the Civil War ghost. And then his mom's story. 
about the hospice ghost. Uh, what was her name? Do you guys remember? It wasn't Myrtle. What was it? Mabel? Mabel. Mabel. Yeah, which is another fan favorite story. That's a story we have up on our TikTok and people still comment about that story now. Um, Nick, what did you think about that night? on the Twitch, you've, you've had, you know, I'd say a little more supernatural experience than Robert, maybe a little more accepting of that world. How was that for you? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I've experienced a lot of different things and I'm by no means a skeptic. Their experiences were just way more, I would say like physical than anything I've experienced. So it was really interesting hearing all the things that they've experienced, especially, you know, having, you know, an actual demon in someone's house. I haven't experienced that. I've just seen small apparitions that weren't, you know, haunting someplace necessarily. Yeah. And speaking of like hauntings, Kat and JJ, I think it's probably a good time to check in with you all. Have you had any more ghost encounters in your home? I don't think so. I mean, well, but like we've also never really, other than hearing like a a vague whisper that one time while we were recording, we've never really had any issues. Yeah, I've noticed like my the cat or cat Matt is a little bit like was that he that could just be him chasing dust bunnies, but he's he's, he's always looking places. I mean, he's just always there. The only other two things, which like I don't really think are ghost related, but maybe I had like a really intense dream about like two ghosts that were like living in this room, but I don't, one of them was just like a grungy old man and I don't remember the other one. And then the other thing is like, when we sit on our couch, I always get a whiff of like old flowers. And we used to have flowers on like behind the couch. So every time I smell it, I'm like, oh, it's the flowers. But the past week, every time I smell it, I turn around, I'm like, oh no, the flowers are gone. The flowers are not there. So. Well, I'm glad you brought that up as far as dreams, because we recently, recorded an episode with Amanda and um, Ashley, both of them from TikTok, Ashley chocolate milk mix. Milk mix. <laughs> and um, Amanda's TikTok is uh, Amanda V Ray. And the second, there is no second A. But in that episode, Ashley performed kind of a exorcism ritual in her home where she was casting out the spirits. Amanda kind of led her through that. And she had her do a chant, essentially telling the ghost that the house was protected by the blood of Jesus and to get out. Okay, so I had a dream, not last night, the night before, where a demon came into my home, jumped into my body, and I could feel myself physically trying to fight it out. And I don't know if you all have had this happen in dreams. I have like really vivid dreams, but where you're trying to talk but you can't talk like you can feel yourself in real life trying to do the action, but like it won't happen. And the only way I was able to get it out is I was trying to fight to repeat that mantra that Amanda had told Ashley to say in the episode. And when I was finally able to get it out, it's like a shot awake, like just like, <gasps> like, you know, back to reality. And I was sweating. Like I was freaking out. It was so, wow. so Noah, would you say now that your home is washed by the blood of Jesus Christ? I don't know if it's washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, but it, it was freaky. I don't know. It, it made me this, it was, it's one of those things where like, and Kat and JJ, I know y'all have experienced this as well. We have certain friends that are just like, we're like, mm, y'all need to quit toying with the devil. You're going to get haunted. You keep toying with the devil. And we kind of laugh it off. Cause I mean, we are skeptics at the end of the day, even though we believe more than we used to. And it was one of those moments where I was like, huh, well, 
guess we'll see how Thanksgiving goes. Like, I don't know. It would just felt super creepy. I guess I'm more inclined to believe in ghosts than I am to believe in the devil. So when people say <laughs> stuff like that to me, I'm just like, mm, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, Robert, Nick, what do you think? Do you believe there are evil spirits? Like, do you believe in hell or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, for sure. It's so weird because I'm an atheist or at least agnostic or at least, you know, believe in something that whatever I don't, you know, adhere to a certain religion, but I do definitely think there's evil spirits. I do definitely think there are demons and things like that. So it's kind of weird to try to reconcile, you know, there's not a heaven or hell, but also like there's a demon from hell that's, you know, haunting my cupboard, which <laughs> I think probably has happened to me before. So Yeah. I feel like it's that square and rectangle thing. Like every rectangle is a square, but square isn't a rectangle, right? Like, let me explain the other part of it. So if you're Christian, you should believe in ghosts because the Holy Spirit and all the apparition, apparitions that are in the Bible and mediums, they talk about in the Bible. But if you believe in ghosts and spirits, you don't necessarily like. Oh, right. Yeah. In- that makes sense. Robert, uh, speaking of kind of like evil spirits and stuff, the story you told on our podcast about the haunted area that you stayed in at the theater summer camp. Can you kind of refresh our audience a little bit on that story and and what you all had to deal with? Yeah. See, I don't believe in evil spirits at all, but I believe in energies. So I think that we had an energy there that was bad. I don't think there's like little demons propping like sprouting out of hell to come attack us and be mean to us. Like I don't experience that. But I would like to get that mantra just in case, <laughs> just so I can have it in my back pocket if I ever do experience it. Um, but yeah, I believe in energies. And that's, what, that's the thing that happened with me and my roommate that lived together during that time is that we were experiencing the same dream where that like dark figure stood. And I think it was like a, person- a personified energy. Yeah, I'm way more on that page with you, Robert. Like. I, it's way more like scientific, scientific. Definitely scientific. <laughs> so scientific. In my mind, it's easier to explain like residual energy left by like a living being or a living thing that maybe you're experiencing, and and then uh, versus like you know we're living in this in-between world of like mm-hmm. where am I or right. time loop or yeah, something. You know when you're like at work and. You feel like you can feel like some like your boss walk in or somebody with a heavy presence walk in the room. If your back's turned to them, you can still know they're there. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what still is there when people leave us is that feeling. Well, JJ doesn't know. Yeah, JJ doesn't know that feeling. We try to. Explain I don't it. understand that. I mean, like I know someone's there because I I hear them walk into a room, but I don't just like go. I feel like someone's watching me, and then there's someone watching me. That's so weird. Yeah. So. My mom that we, as we've talked about before, she thinks that she has a sixth sense, which I can't remember if we talked about before, but like anytime I'm about to, I'm about to call her, she'll immediately say, oh yeah, I knew you're going to call me. Like no matter when, even if I'm going to like call her at like 7am, she's like, oh, I knew you're going to call me. So like, that's some weird like energy that there's like a sixth sense. I don't know. I think that's what sixth sense was based on that they feel things around you. I don't know. Well, the, my question with that is because I get that too, but like I, sometimes I feel like I will manifest somebody back into my life. If like they're really heavy on my heart or my mind, all of a sudden they will call or just like appear. But if that's the case, then does that mean we're being controlled by other people's manifestations? And it, it makes you almost feel like 
you don't have any willpower. They don't have any willpower. We're all just like puppeting around to service other people. Well, whoever's doing it needs to stop with their 2020 <laughs> bullshit because they're puppeting us horribly at the moment. Yes. And I only took one philosophy class in college and it was um, a requirement for my major. And I don't want to ever think about philosophy again. So I don't want to think about like, that's anything. all I think about. That's really interesting though. Like I watched that movie. If, like there's a there, there, all of us like say cat is as in a higher intelligence plane and she can like make things happen with us like little voodoo dolls yes yeah. well i just while we were talking about this i like tried to sneak my hand around to the other side of jj's head without him realizing i don't think he realized no i have no idea what you're talking about. but he didn't and i tried i literally had my hand right here and i touched him and he literally didn't notice <laughs> yeah jj's like an outpath whatever the opposite of an empath is, <laughs> like JJ. i literally brushed his hair and i was like oh, he probably felt that and he was like well, Kat, you're real big on energies and, and you've kind of turned me around on that thought process too. And I guess if we're going to walk down that line, Robert, if I remember correctly from your story, it was somebody who had taken their own life. So I guess it would make sense that they would kind of be haunting or have some kind of residual effect in that cabin, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, an, it was a really like, awful story in an awful place. Like a lot of really bad energy, I think, when that person was alive. Um, because there was a lot of loneliness, there was a lot of, like, an outcast, because the, the place where I was is very wealthy, and, like, when you work there, like, you're just there to serve everyone else who actually lives in the community, like, we were, like, little toys, it felt like, so I can, and I was in a bad place when I was there, so I can only imagine what that person must have been going through because it was very recent. Like right when we moved in, it was very bad. Because there were like physical manifestations, right? Weren't there um, things like knocking on the door or, or moving around and things like that? Yeah, there was like, especially on one instance one night where like shit got weird. But then and Lauren, Lauren and I um, experienced it at the same time. Everyone else tried to experience it at the same time. So we really couldn't explain it. So that I can't explain, and I, that keeps me up at night, and that's why I kind of want to know that mantra, just in case that shit's real. And but, what was that? Can you just remind our audience what that action was that yes. you, know, you struggle with? Yeah, so that night was the night when our power was cut, but the fridge light was still on, so it was, and like certain lights came on, but the rest didn't. So it was like, like something was keeping the power not from coming to the certain light fixtures. And then... All of a sudden, there was a pile of bricks outside our house that started being thrown at the side of our house. Um, and we heard a scream. And nobody was where the scream was. And we thought it was our friend who was not there and came way later. Um, so we all experienced that. Nobody could explain it. And then there was always just that really dread. Like we had a feeling of dread all the time. There was this Muppet doll, like Kermit the Frog, that would be, would move around. Not like that's that. your haunted doll. You didn't get it, Robert. What happened? I should have got it. TikTok famous. Damn it. No, um, <laughs> it, was, it didn't like. I didn't like watch it dance around. But like one day it'd be here, and then one day it'd be there. Um, um, but there, I, that that community I was living in is very spooky. Like I think I think maybe like maybe some witchcraft things going on. So like I'm not. I, I maybe I think if you have a witch podcast, bring me on there, and I'll tell you that story. Do you know witches? Um, I do know witches. Um, I do know people. Like, I know people who are wicked. I know people who are witches. That community, I feel like they are doing some scary, dark stuff. 
down there with that, with where I, where I was. Well, I know there were some really interesting TikToks the night of the election. It was like witches for Biden. And it was like all these things where you saw them like saying their mantras or spells with like pictures of Biden and Trump going in circles with like candles and all this stuff. It was pretty wild. I mean, I don't really know what I really have an opinion on witches because I just don't understand it, I guess is the best way to put it. But we really want to have somebody on who can explain that to us. And we've kind of struggled to find anyone, surprisingly. Oh, I, I mean, they'll reach out to some people. That there's, so many witch friends. there's so many witch friends. But I, mean, I think, I, I, don't, I don't practice witchcraft. I don't know if I need sure. strong, yeah, right? If I, you, it's me, I've, all along the witch came. But I feel like it's the practice of energy too, though. I think they practice it. Well, I know you guys came on tonight Nick, you were saying that you have some famous stories, but some lore from towns you have lived in, hauntings that people had experienced. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say ghost stories, I guess, yes, but more so like urban legends. Okay. I think something I'm really into is like how every town has like their own town lore, like their own town scary stories that like you might like hear growing up and you're like, that doesn't sound real. And you really think about it. You're like, actually that could be real or you experience it yourself. Please tell me you love the movie Urban Legends from like the early 2000s. Not the one where like a man in like a black hood would come around and like- Do all the things. He did like the hook on the, the mirror thing and yeah. The one that got me was cutting the tendons of the feet from underneath the car while somebody was getting inside of their car. Oh, that's funny. The tendons of someone's feet? The Achilles tendons, yeah. Ooh. Yikes. Did that happen in your town, Nick? No. <laughs> That's unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are some of these urban legends that you uh, grew up with? Yeah, so I think last time I talked about one of the old towns I lived in Iowa, it was like a town of like 400 people, which is like probably smaller than some people's high school. Um, and in that town, that's where I saw the old woman in the chair, the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. Remember that, but yeah, um, we lived at two different houses in this town. And I always just have this weird feeling like a little tickle or something on the back of my neck whenever I feel like there's an energy or a presence around. Mm-hmm. And both houses, I felt something. And it's weird because I don't know if these feelings came before or after I heard these stories. Like one of the first stories I heard was we called him the the train car kid. I live right next to the railroad tracks. Like I would look out my window and then look down, I would see the railroad. So like anytime I would try to go to bed, I would constantly hear like a train rushing by my window. So it was like pretty important part of my sleep schedule, I would say. And there is a story, I, I can't remember exactly when it's set in or something like that but there was this kid that would constantly play on the railroad tracks and at one point you know the conductor saw him on the tracks and couldn't stop and he ended up getting killed and i couldn't find like any actual history about it so i don't know exactly how accurate it is um but the urban legend is it happened right next to our school which is also right on the railroad tracks and was close to my old home Um, and if you went over to the edge of the railroad tracks at the end of the school property, right at like dusk, and then like said his name three times, like railroad kid, railroad kid, you would see him like standing right there, right as a train came by. Why did you only say it twice? 
You know why I didn't say it three times. It's like saying Beetlejuice three times. You, yeah. do it you want a poltergeist. I swear if a railroad kid comes into our apartment tonight, I'm going to be so pissed off at you. So did you ever try to do it? Or did you know anybody no, who attempted it? I was just scared. The entire town just creeped me out. Like, A, that's when I first saw like my first like spiritual ghost, like an actual corporeal ghost was in that old house. But I also had some weird experiences in both of the houses, like the house where I actually saw the ghost at. I lived in the attic, which is never a cool thing to do for like nine-year-old boy because it's just going to be terrifying regardless. And I had a closet door, but it was like a weird like triangle door and it was like on the ground and it wasn't even like a full closet. Like it was a storage room essentially. And like my brother would always like joke and call it the gates of hell. And I was like, whatever, I don't know what that means. What is hell? LOL. Like, I like Bionicles and Legos. Like, that's not a big deal. Several times, like, throughout that time that I lived in that house, I would always see, like, a red light underneath the door. And it just felt hot. And I never knew exactly what it was. And so I would always, like, bring it up to my brother and he would, like, laugh it off. So I just think that town itself is just fucking haunted. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you just say you don't believe in, like, ghouls from hell? Like... Before no, I do, but I don't believe in like <laughs> a religious version of like hell. Man, that sounds like the door to hell. Did your brother ever? Did you ever ask him about that once you were older? No, because he's the one in our family that doesn't experience anything and doesn't uh-huh. have like a link to that. Like my mom obviously has experienced stuff. My little sister has experienced stuff, but she suppresses it actively. And I'm like a very true believer and try to welcome it into my life. At the time, I was like trying to fight it. And I hear the common thing is if you're trying to fight it, it's probably going to happen rather than like trying to welcome it in. Wait, so if you fight it, it seeks out? Not like actively fight it, like this fight. But if you're like trying to ignore it and be like, I'm never going to see a ghost. I don't want to see a ghost. Then like sometimes it can come more likely is what I hear. What do you think that was behind that door? I think it was probably energy too. I don't think it was literally the gates of hell, but it just... It wasn't like a furnace. It wasn't a radiator because it was just in the attic and the attic was always cold as hell, except for that closet. And you're looking at me weird. <laughs> I know. I love watching Robert this whole time because he's just like. He gets so into it. <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing that. I was just listening. But I know what you mean by uh, like suppressing it, making it worse. And only because of like, I read Teresa Caputo's book once, a Long Island medium. And I know she's like. Hey, hit or miss with like what what's going on with her but we've heard this from like amanda and other mediums that have come on here that like from they remember seeing kids and like or ghosts and and weird things as kids but everyone just said it was their imagination then when they got to be like teenagers they were told to go see a psychiatrist go see a doctor they were put on medication they had so much anxiety they just didn't know like what was happening to them even though they had this type of like sixth sense in a, in a way and not until someone was like you need to go through this class or try meditation or try welcoming me then in the safe way and then they're like my life was completely manageable after that and something to it it'd be a tough thing to manage it'd be kind of scary for me yeah. personally if, if that was my childhood and experience so nick you mentioned that you had your first spooky encounter in that town can you tell us about that i've only seen like two physical ghosts before and the other times that I've ever felt something, it's just been like, like Robert was talking about, just like emotion, just overwhelming emotion. And the other house that I lived in this town, 
called Ruthman, Iowa. If you really want to look it up, feel free. Our high school, actually our elementary school to high school was all in one building. It was a giant white, like cement building. And then on the side of the building was like a catfish floating through space that they painted on the wall. <laughs> oh, cool. I thought you were about to be like, and then I turned to the left and on the side of the building, there was just a catfish like floating. <laughs> I was like, what? A catfish ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever seen the show Eerie Indiana? from the 90s it's kind of like goosebumps but it's all set in like the same universe so like all the spooky stuff's happening and is everything in gary indiana he said eerie but here's the thing i thought Um, i thought i jj was like uh and i was like he's about to bring up gary indiana so nick what was that ghost experience you had um so in this one house it was like right next to the school that's what i was trying to get at that's why i brought up the bullhead is what they call it the upstairs of the house is just like it's three giant bedrooms that we would like split up and uh like i would share with my brother and my sister would have our own place i have like this vivid like experience from when i was younger in the middle of the summer like i left the window open it was like nine o'clock at night but it was like still bright out which was very odd for the time it was like a red sky all of that kind of stuff and i just remember like laying in my bed in my my bunk bed of course and just trying to fall asleep and just feeling like this intense sense of dread like washing over me and that happened like several times throughout the summer and i always like bring up to my mom and she's like whatever it's not a big deal and then like Later on in my life, like I talked to my mom about it again, and she's like, Did you never like see the kid there? And I was like, No. Your mom said that? Yeah. So I don't know. Was it the railroad kid? It could have been. It was close to the school, but I wish I would have done the research into this town because it's like an old railroad town, and I feel like a lot of spooky stuff happens. Tragedies, probably. Like there's the story of like, the railroad car serial killer that like has jumped from town to town like over throughout history and would just like is that the one the axe murder uh-huh. yeah yeah and so i feel like part of that happened there or something like that but i think it just again ties back to like the whole energy story and how people <laughs> feel different kinds of energy well not to sidetrack us but because i know you're big and to feeling energies and and kind of connecting to the supernatural in that way have you ever had that happen where it affected your life in like a positive way, something you didn't expect and it, it benefited you? Or has it always kind of been more of like a spooky thing that happens? I wouldn't say it's like necessarily a spooky thing. It's just more of like a, oh, okay, this thing's here. Just like pay attention to your surroundings. If anything, it's like made me more empathetic, I think. Like I'm definitely an empath, but I think whenever I take on these energies or I feel like, you know, a sense of dread when I walk into a building or just some other more so negative emotion, I just instantly change my mood of however I am and try to be much more neutral or at least caring about things. Like when we went to that old civil war hospital, it just felt very sad in that building, you yeah. know, a glammed up hotel. And so when I was there, I just like became much more respectful, I would say. Mm-hmm. What's a time in your life where you remember being affected the most by this energy shift? Do you think it was there? I would say probably there, which is interesting because I think it's probably been the last like two or three years where I've been more and more receptive 
mm-hmm. to these energies before I would always like try to push it away. Like all these experiences that I kind of just talked about in that creepy town. Like if I was more receptive to it, then maybe I would have like seen more things or experienced more things. But and can me, you remind us what you, what actually happened that night in that civil war hotel? Yeah. So Robert doesn't remember this because he was asleep. And I um, felt great there. It was very nice. They had a lot of like, champagne in the room so I mean I was not sober most of the time (laughs) well it was in Savannah Georgia which is like an old civil war town like it's a port right on the coast of Georgia so an access point for most of the world and the hotel that we stayed in for our anniversary was an old civil war hospital you know back in the civil war and and it was also a tuberculosis hospital and it was also a tuberculosis hospital so they had like every ghostly thing you could imagine would happen there like they apparently said that the basement is where they would do like all the amputations and things like that and so that was always closed off so you couldn't go see that i'm assuming it's a storage area now but that's where it happened and before we went there we were like well it's like book like you know a historic hotel and a lot of the reviews said that they saw like little kids running down the halls or they'd see like Civil War soldiers, like missing legs and things like that because they're amputated. One night we did (laughs) a ghost tour, which like we're already like trying to bring this in. I didn't really feel anything at all anywhere we went except for it's terrible, but like the South is obviously like racist and it's history. And Savannah was also like a slave port. And there was this whole like tunnel where you know, slaves would be, I don't want to say stork because that sounds terrible, but they would like stay there until they were going to be, you know, sold off to horrible people. And we were like walking in there and that's where I felt like the first just overwhelming sadness and just dread, like, and that kind of set the tone for the night, I think. Yeah. I was already like primed in a mode of just like feeling like very receptive to what was going on. And so later that night like we finally got back to the hotel and um fell asleep and then in the hotel room there was like this old like high back fabric chair that sat in the corner right next to the closet and I was like jokingly I think to you before I was like something is going to be sitting here or something like uh, like the day before or something like that I was just like joking around because it just certain like hot spots I guess I would say where I would like walk in a certain area of a the hotel and I would just feel very cold and it wasn't like a gust of wind or you know AC or something like that I just felt like a shift in energy and I was like this is weird so I was kind of already like priming myself for that and so at three o'clock in the morning which is like you know what that is that's the devil's hour even if you don't believe in the devil um why why is that why is 3 a.m I don't know. <laughs> so when the bar is closed, all the yeah. heathen, all the heathens. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's true. I much prefer the witch's hour to the devil's hour. The witch's hour. Isn't that midnight? Oh, I don't know. Noah wishes he was a witch. Let's be I real. Cinderella's hour. That's something different. Yeah. So <laughs> at the devil's hour, um, I like woke up and I felt like my arms were like pinned to my side and I just like, what's going on? And I just like slowly like. Raised my body forward and looked in the chair, and that's when I saw a man just sitting there. And he was in like an old like duster, you know, like those coats that like go to your like your cap, and it's almost like a like a pea coat, something like that. And he had like a tall like brimmed hat and boots, and he was just sitting there smoking. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, 
so terrified that I didn't want to move and I wanted to wake Robert up, but I knew like, I was like, part of me was scared that this spirit was going to come and like try to harm me or something, even though it hasn't happened to me before. But I, I couldn't get a sense of like, if this was a good spirit or a bad, I was just scared, which is weird because like all my life, whenever I've had like an experience or felt an energy, I've always been scared. And so I couldn't, I didn't know if that was just like a typical reaction or if the spirit was actually, you know, not nice by any means. And did yeah. Robert immediately comfort you and tell you the ghost was Absolutely real and everything? Absolutely not. I was asleep. I don't, I don't, I don't remember any of this, but <laughs> he sounds very fashionable. Um, I, I would love it, Duster. Well, no, because in the morning, I don't exactly remember what happened. I think I was just like so scared that I just like crawled underneath my blanket and fell asleep. <laughs> and the next morning I was like, clearly thinking about it and we had brunch and I was like, did you see that last night? And you're like, no, but you said that you felt something, didn't you? I, something woke me up, but I mean, we had also have like had more like, daiquiris and margaritas. So, I mean, it, <laughs> not, not the it was not energy. a daiquiri induced spirit, if that's what you're trying to. Do you, do you think that spirit was like stuck in a time loop or like maybe like, do you ever consider that, this is far-fetched. Maybe he's sitting in that chair in his time and he sees us from the future. And I'm the intruder. And I'm the intruder. Like, I'm like... And Circa the others, Nicole Kidman. Like, yeah. that, cool. like that'd be so cool. I wonder what I think, And I think that would help me learn to be more okay with seeing ghosts if I knew that I was intruding on their time accidentally because then it would be mean like oh well they can't hurt me because i'm the one scaring them you know yeah they're more scared of you than we are of them yeah that's an interesting theory and i like totally also believe in like time travel and like alternate realities and multiverses but i don't know i haven't thought about ghosts that way there's some really interesting i say interesting i mean they're i'm sure they're fake but tiktoks where people claim to be from the future and like you go to their pages and all they do is make predictions but it's like in 2027 da 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 and it's like man i don't have enough patience to wait for 2027 it's like the earth might be under complete water by yeah so before we get you guys out of here we've got about five or so minutes left what is everybody's favorite urban legend or like the urban legend that scares you the most? Well, I think it's like every state has this. Like when I'm, I'm from a little small town in Alabama and we had it. It's where like uh, this family died in a car crash on a bridge. I and was going to say that you, one. And there is a car. See, because they're, they're all the same. They're, they're none of them are original. What if it and, happens in every state? And Wait, what, what town in Alabama are you from, Robert? From Glencoe. Like you, you go Glencoe Co from... Uh, yeah. Oh. And like you put the, your car in idle on the bridge, and then like these like hands will push you off, and you'll see the little handprints of the kids and the mom. That's if you put a flower on the hood of the car, and then you let it stall, and you'll see like little handprints all over it. Like we we uh, like that. Like nothing ever happened, but I think I that is that has a very like that pulls on your heartstrings. It has a nice story behind that. Yeah. Yeah, mine pulls on your heartstrings too. It's the one where somebody's laying down in the back seat of your car and then stabs you in the neck while you're driving. No! <laughs> what? Or there's somebody what? laying down in your bathtub and you're like sitting on the toilet taking care of business and they pop up and kill you. Yeah, those are those are the two heartwarming ones I think about. Are you scared of snakes in the toilet? That happened at my mom's farm. No, I don't think so. That's terrifying because there was, I think it, it, maybe it wasn't Anaconda, the movie with Jennifer Lopez. 
but one movie had like a snake infestation and like a snake came up through the toilet and that's happened in real life in australia that happens sometimes i don't like that and i never want to go to australia for that reason. alligators come up through the toilets too like little baby ones sometimes jj cat do you have any urban legends that you found? i really love the the loch ness monster one and i finally realized when i went to scotland last year just know I went to Scotland. Did you guys know Kat went to Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, this is news to me. Keep talking about it. You went to Scotland? <laughs> so I went to Scotland. And on the, the last, like, we went for two weeks, my friend and I. And, like, the last, did we go for two weeks? Whatever. The last week we were. I wasn't there, so. The last, like, few days we were there, we decided to rent a car and road trip across Scotland. And we, like, looked up all the hot spots to go to. I didn't realize that lock meant lake. Like, and so my whole life, I thought it was like the Loch Ness monster, like Loch Ness was a word, but it was Loch Ness. It's the Lake of Ness. I call it Nessie. And Nessie is the monster that, you know, dates back forever and ever and ever when they were like, I wouldn't be able to tell you which type of tribes were there, but it was tribal, basically like a, an animal or creature that Someone said they saw once walking out of the water really long. Would well, you believe in it, Kat? Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? I, well, I mean, like, what's that word I used earlier? Scientifical? Scientifically. <laughs> you you use the term think... scientifical to describe energies. I will, yeah. I. I very think it's like an old dinosaur. Yeah, but I don't think it can just like live forever. So no, I don't think it's in the water. Okay, but so, when I was there, I was for sure like standing an extra. I was like standing on the edge of the of the dock, extra being like, maybe if I turn one more time, I'll see it. Okay, so I have I have one more question before we end the podcast because I'm curious. Well, that's what. Well, I have this. This goes into that. So okay, raise your hand if you think JJ believes in Bigfoot. No, only two. Okay, JJ, two of us say yes. Two of us Why say no. Why do you think I believe in Bigfoot? Because you believe in aliens. It seems like the same thing. Yeah, no, this you is don't believe in Bigfoot. So, so Bigfoot allegedly, um, like the the legend originated. See, look how much he already knows about Bigfoot. Yeah. So, like, like allegedly, he uh, uh, originated in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest uh, temperate rainforest, right? This is the only temperate rainforest in the U.S. There are a lot of environmental conservationists who want to preserve this uh, forested area. So if, they've, if someone actually found, if there was a, a rare ape, human-like creature living in this forest you know environmentalists would be all up on that and they would be like we have to preserve this forest because of sasquatch but you know he doesn't exist how does a, a giant ape just hide out for you've been to the bigfoot museum in blue ridge I have not. But see, that's not even where the legend comes from. That's just like people all around the country have co-opted the Bigfoot legend to just say that there are Bigfoots where they live. See, Appalachia, Appalachia has Mothman. So I love the Mothman. That was going to be my urban legend is Mothman. I haven't heard of Mothman. Oh, it's so spooky. Look at Mothman. And it's based in reality, basically. I won't spoil it, but. Is that where, like, just the. Oh, I'm about to spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that movie though. Like that creeped me out so much. I was so convinced that was real for the longest time. I think also like a terrifying fear that like other people have is people talking very fast. Well, Nick, we had a guest on, and I know I keep saying I'm gonna get you guys out of here, but we had a guest on who experienced a bird demon that to me sounded exactly like the Mothman. And it was super creepy because, you know, of course she didn't know if it was real or whatever as a kid. And then like 10 years later, she brought it up to her brother and he had it tattooed on his arm. Yeah. Robert is freaking out right now and I love it. Nick, Robert, we certainly appreciate you coming on, hearing the urban legends, getting to kind of walk back in time and go through your ghost stories again. Uh, It's always fun to hear about the Civil War ghost and uh, hearing Robert and Elsie's tale of the haunted cabin. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on. And I I certainly get why our fans like you. You're always entertaining and we can't wait to have you back again. Fans, thank you, fans. Yeah, thanks, guys. Love y'all. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.